how to follow the movement of the Spirit. And today we're going to be looking at a passage where uh, one of the people of God, Philip, the apostle, where he follows the leading of the Spirit in a divine appointment in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. So you can go ahead and open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. La escritura de hoy es del libro de Hechos, capítulo 8, versículos 34 al 38. I'm going to go ahead and read the whole passage for us in English, but I'll start with a, a short um, reading in Spanish as well. Um, you could go ahead and follow along in your language of the heart. Um, I will read first in Spanish and then in English. Vamos a leer la escritura. Hechos capítulo 8, versículos 34 al 38. Dígame usted, por favor, ¿de quién habla aquí el profeta? ¿De sí mismo o de algún otro? Le preguntó el eunuco a Felipe. Entonces Felipe, comenzando con ese mismo pasaje de la escritura, le anunció las buenas nuevas acerca de Jesús. Mientras iban por el camino, llegaron a un lugar donde había agua y dijo el eunuco, mire usted, aquí hay agua que impide que yo sea bautizado. Entonces mandó parar la carroza y ambos bajaron el agua y Felipe lo bautizó. Acts chapter 8, beginning on verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all of the treasury of Kandake, which means queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him. This is the passage of the scripture that eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. 
Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, we thank you. Te damos gracias, Señor, por citas divinas. We thank you, Lord, for divine appointments. That, Lord, when we show up to your presence, you show off, you reveal, and you direct us in ways that we couldn't even think of or imagine, in ways that are surprising, Lord. That's part of the movement of your spirit. You surprise us because we can't manufacture your spirit. We can't control your spirit, Lord God. You are a living God who moves in and through us, Lord. So God, I just pray that today you would continue to do that. Descend over us, Holy Spirit. Desciende sobre nosotros, Espíritu Santo. Guide us in this new year. Guide us in this new season, Lord. Guide the families, the individuals in this church, Lord, and everyone that we impact, God. By your spirit, we want to be sensitive. We want to be open to where you're leading us, God. Lord, right now, we intercede and we pray on behalf of this world that so deeply um, needs you, God. We pray in particular for our valley, Lord, we're grateful for all of the rain that we've received. We pray for those that have experienced loss, God, and devastation and flooding. God, would you be the one, Lord, to provide them with help, use us as your people, as your hands and feet. And Lord God, would you um, restore what needs to be restored. But God, we are grateful for the rain. Many of us prayed for rain for years. And it came, Lord, in in incredible ways, Lord, over the past three weeks, and for that we're grateful. Lord, we also pray for just um, people that are hurting and scared right now. Right now we want to lift up to you the community of Goshen, and Lord, we were all just shocked and devastated by just the, the crime and violence that occurred there earlier this year, or earlier this week, God. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy, Lord God. That's not easy news. So Lord, right now, we fix our eyes on you. Jesus, we know that you are with us. Dios Santo, sabemos Jesucristo que estás con nosotros, que estés con la comunidad de Goshen, Señor, en todo lo que han pasado esta, esta semana, Dios Santo. Cover them, Lord, with your grace and with your mercy. We have folks in our community from Goshen, Lord God. We have folks from all over the valley. And our hearts, our prayers, are lifted up, Lord God. We hold them up. We intercede all of those who are grieving, all of those who are um, nervous in that neighborhood right now, Lord. Christ, have mercy. And again, use us, Lord, as your people to bring healing where there's brokenness. God, we give you all the praise and we ask that you would speak to us, Lord. Meet us in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, it's really great to be back with everyone. We uh, missed you. Uh, my family and I just got back from an international trip. We were in Uganda, Africa for three weeks. And um, we'll see how this sermon goes because right now my body feels like it's two or three in the morning. So I'm kind of loopy right now. Like everyone's like, you know, moving around here a little bit. I'm not sure if it's like a dream or reality right now, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll give it all to the Lord and we, we trust him with it. But we had a beautiful time there over the past uh, three weeks, 
And one of the names that they call Uganda, Africa, is actually the Pearl of Africa. Le llaman al país de Uganda la Perla de Africa. And um, one of the reasons for that is because it's such a small country. It's just the size of about of the state of Oregon, but it has like 32 million people. The population, or, or, and a very large population. And it has, for a small country, uh, a number of things. It has the largest lake in the world, Lake Victoria. We got to sail on it. It was beautiful. It has the source of the Nile River. Yes, that same Nile River from the Bible that Moses was born on. <laughs> the source of that river is in Uganda. It also has the third largest waterfall in the entire world, uh, Murchison Falls. And uh, again, beautiful animals, beautiful uh, community people. And it also has, um, it's, it's one of the few countries that's at the center of the earth. It's an equator country. So it's, we got to take a picture right in the center of planet earth. It was pretty awesome actually. But um, the main thing that I'd like to give as a testimony from being out there the past three weeks is I wanna assure you, friends, brothers, sisters, people of God, our God is alive. Our God is alive and well all over the world. He is moving in incredible ways here in our valley, here in our country, but in ways that we couldn't even believe in the continent of Africa. In many ways, I believe that our brothers and sisters in the continent of Africa will be leading us in this next generation of Christians, and I'm just amazed by it. I got to see the movement of God, people surrendering their lives, uh, God doing new things in people's lives, transforming communities. It's amazing. The story that we belong to is a worldwide story. Jesus is alive and well in this world, and we get to be a part of his mission. And it was a really great time to actually have a bit of a spiritual retreat for me. I got time to just pray, to be with God, to read, um, to be with the kids as well. So that was all really, really great. And I can't wait to be able to share more over the coming weeks on how that experience was. But thank you for all that prayed for me and for my family throughout that, these few weeks. We missed you, love you, and we're glad to be back. Um, and in these next few weeks, uh, we're really looking into just what's the new thing that God is doing in and through our lives as disciples, but also through our life as a community. ¿Cuál es la nueva cosa que Dios está haciendo por medio de nuestra comunidad? And every year I like to go back to this passage in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 to 19, if we can put it up there. And it's a passage that I love to look at every single new year um, and every single new season. And it's a passage that says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm so glad to see all the new things God is doing in, in our lives here and in our community. 
I'm grateful for those who got to step up and serve and lead over the past couple of weeks. Thanks to Brother Danny for sharing the word last week and for testimonies a couple of weeks before that. Um, it was a blessing. I was keeping up even from the other side of the world. But um, as we're moving forward in this year, we're moving forward in following the Lord's leading as he continues to grow us spiritually. Estamos confiando que Dios nos va a crecer espiritualmente y madurar. And in order to grow, to, for God to take us to the next level, we have to realize this. Sometimes for Jesus to do a new thing in us, it will require letting go of an old thing in us. Sometimes for Jesus to do a new thing in us, it will require letting go of an old idea or an old way that is so embedded in us. Today, in Acts 8, we see um, just an amazing relationship that developed here, a divine appointment um, that God had with Philip, with the Ethiopian. And friends, brothers, sisters, I want you to know that when we pay attention we can really experience divine experiences, divine appointments, just like the Apostle Philip did in this passage. By letting go of anything old and being open to a new thing God is doing. The way that we live really shapes the image that people have of who God is. La forma en que vivimos nosotros forma la imagen que la gente tiene de Dios. And in this passage that we read, um, the Apostle Philip, uh, he was in this, in, 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 had this friendship and he was discipling this, this Ethiopian man. And Philip lived and spoke a, and in a particular way that shaped the image and the idea that the Ethiopian man had about who God is. And this is true for us. The way that we live, the way that we talk, the way that we carry ourselves, it shapes and impacts the way that others think about God. This is especially true for parents. Esto es, es, es verdad para los padres. La manera que vivimos impacta la manera, la forma y la idea de Dios que la otra gente tiene. But for parents, this is especially true. And I've said it several times before here at Imago. The way that we live shapes the idea that our children have of who God is. I've learned this from many experiences in youth ministry and working in public school, and especially with now raising three children myself. The truth is this, those around us, those that we influence, especially our friends or those that we're impacting for the gospel, they will not always listen to everything that we say, but they will always observe everything that we do. And this is especially true, parents with children, right? Our kids will never listen to everything that we say, but they will watch everything that we do. They will observe it, they will interpret it, they will think about it. The same for us as followers of Jesus, as Christians. The way that we carry ourselves, how we engage with the world, whether we think we signed up for this or not, all of that shapes the way that our neighbors, our friends, our family, the way that they think about God. Just like in this friendship, in this connection between Philip and the Ethiopian man, Philip didn't really sign up for it, but how he was carrying himself, how he showed up for this man, it impacted his life. It impacted the Ethiopian man's idea of who God is. 
And so this year, in 2023, I want us all to be open to divine appointments. Este año, quiero que todos estemos abiertos a citas divinas. Divine appointments, surprising things that God is doing in our lives in unlikely ways. What's God up to in your life right now? What's the new thing God is doing for you, for your family, for your church, for this season? What is it that God is calling you to let go of in order to be able to receive something new? So this year together, I want us to develop that in openness to divine appointments, an openness to a divine radar to, be, to experience these divine appointments. And the way that we can experience divine appointments is first and foremost by being present. God is present with us. We can be present with God. God shows up for us. We can show up for God and for others. So again, if we want to experience God here and now, the first step toward that is to be present. El primer paso a tener una cita divina con Dios es ser presente. Presente con Dios y con otros. God is present with us. And really in pastoral ministry, I've learned it over the years. When I was a younger pastor, I used to try and really show up and you know, say something amazing that would change someone's life. But really, I can't say anything that would change anyone's life. That's really what the Holy Spirit does in and through me, through us as his people. But one thing I can do is show up and practice the ministry of presence. Where's God calling you to be present this year? Again, if we want to experience divine appointments with God, we need to begin with showing up, with being present to God, to others. A mentor once told me, don't, if you want to experience God, don't just worry about the past or don't get caught up in fear about the future because God is hanging out here and now in the present, right in front of you. Open your eyes, open your ears. The Lord is in this place, in whatever space that you find yourself in. God is hanging out here and now. And there may be a divine appointment waiting for you. And you may not even know it. So this year, let's turn on that radar. Let's turn on that openness with our hearts and in our minds to experience God doing something new through divine appointments. Really on the cross, we see that the veil was torn. And now because the veil was torn, and the veil to the temple, that means that we can now enter into the holy and the divine, that we can experience holiness even in the most unlikely surprising spaces and places. But here's the other amazing part about the cross and the power of the cross, that when the veil was torn, in, for, 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 um, um, the, uh, to have access to the holiness inside of the temple, that also means that the holy divine, the presence of God is no longer contained, no longer contained by just particular ideas or particular religious uh, practices. But you and I, we have divine appointments. We can experience divine appointments anywhere. 
because God is free. God is free to show up and to enter into those spaces with us, even messy spaces, even unlikely spaces with us. God can meet us in any place, in our brokenness, and even in our places of joy. He's there. He can meet us in sanctuaries, in cathedrals, but he can also meet us even in jail cells or in hospitals. He can meet us when we're rejoicing and happy and everything seems to be coming together. He can, he can meet us in the seasons where we feel like everything is falling apart. He's there. Invite him into that place. The Lord is in this place and I didn't even know it. God shows up. And if we show up, God will be found. If we show up, God will be found. Seek and you will find him. In whatever season you feel that your life is in right now. I love how um, it's just amazing to see experiences of divine appointments even throughout the Bible, throughout our lives, and even throughout um, different experiences that happen in uh, the culture, right? So um, on this plane ride, it was a very, very, very long ride to the other side of the world. It was a 20-hour flight with three kids, um, all under the age of seven. (laughs) So you could imagine how that was, but it was a lot of fun. I had time to watch a couple of movies, and Charlotte and I watched the new Elvis Presley movie. It was actually really good. I highly recommend it. Um, But uh, yeah, we watched it there, and even, I, I never knew this about his story, but he really attributes a lot of his musical passion to a divine appointment that he had when he was a kid. He attended a tent revival, and he, he grew up in an in African-American neighborhood in Mississippi, and they were having a revival service there. And the, the preacher there, very charismatic and energized, really just uh, invited him into this divine appointment. And it was, it was pretty amazing to see that. And he traces so much of his life and experience back to that divine appointment. You know, um, God can be with us even in any unlikely circumstance. Again, in our highs, and in our lows. Another singer that was around during the same times as Elvis Presley was Johnny Cash. They were even on the same record label for some time. And I love how there's this song that Johnny Cash once wrote called The Drunkard's Prayer. And how even the drunkard can have a divine appointment with God. He's really tapping into that. Even in our lowest of lows, God can meet us in that place. And in that song, uh, Johnny Cash says this. He says, Lord, have mercy on me was the kneeling drunkard's plea. And as he knelt there on the ground, I know that God in heaven looked down. The Lord is in the most unlikely spaces and places. You and I, like Jacob in the book of Genesis, we can look around and say the Lord was in this place and we didn't even know it. The Lord was in my tears and I didn't even know it. The Lord was in the doubt, and I didn't even know it. The Lord was in the uncertainty, and I didn't even know it. Where's God calling you to show up and to invite him into that space? 
¿Dónde es que Dios te está llamando a ti para invitarlo a ese lugar? Show up to that present moment. Show up to your divine appointment. The Lord is already there. He's already waiting for you there. Again, as it says in Genesis 26, 16, Jacob awoke from his sleep and it was actually in the place called Bethel. That's why, you know, Bethel's a popular name even in like Christian things and in churches. A lot of people don't know that, but uh, Bethel is the place where Jacob woke up from his sleep one day. He looked around and he said in Genesis 26, 16, surely the Lord is in this place and it was not even aware of it. A divine appointment, how we can show up for it. First begin with prayer. ¿Cómo es que podemos tener una cita divina? Empieza con la oración. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, to give you humility, to give you love on how to show up to what God is up to right now in your life. Instead of running away, many of us spend so much time running away from what God is up to in our lives or hiding from what God is up to in our lives. But begin with prayer and ask God to give you the courage, to give you the faith to show up to what he's doing. He's at work right now in your life. Just as Philip asked the Holy Spirit to guide him, we can ask the Holy Spirit to guide us as well. It says here in Acts 8.29 that the Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And then Philip did as the Spirit told him. Philip had shown up to his divine appointment by following the leading of the Spirit. How's the Spirit leading you right now? What do you need to pay attention to really? What do you need to stop running away from and allow God to work in and through your life? ¿Qué es lo que Dios está haciendo en tu vida en estos días? ¿A qué le necesitas poner atención? Follow the leading of God's Spirit and align that leading of the Spirit with the Word of God. Because remember that, the leading of the Spirit will never contradict the Word of God, right? You can't say the Spirit led me to rob a bank, right? That's never going to align with the Spirit, right? The Spirit of God will always align with the Word of God. So allow them to always work together in connection. But... It's beautiful, really, to see how God can really show up, show off when we are present with him. It was amazing to spend those last few weeks over in East Africa and Uganda. It was beautiful um, to have some moments that really did feel holy and precious. I tell you, that's a part of the world that really feels like a whole other world in so many ways. And I'm so grateful for our brothers and sisters that represent that part of the world as well. Um, Kenya was right next door to Uganda, but so beautiful, so precious over there. And um, it, some divine appointment moments that I got to have was being able to just hear my boys grow in their prayer lives, to be able to develop and to, to pray to the Lord and to talk to others about who they are and about themselves, about their, their church, their community. That was just amazing to see. And then also for me, I got to have those divine appointments, those meetings with God even in the morning. It was like a spiritual retreat for me where in the mornings under the African sun, I was able to, and, and tropical weather, by the way, I heard it rained a little bit while I was gone, actually. 
So almost every day, right, for three weeks. And I was in some beautiful tropical weather in shorts and sandals. And uh, yeah, I prayed for you guys though, okay? But <laughs> I'm glad to be back. But I got to have some of those moments with the Lord under the sun and in tropical weather. And the Lord was in that space leading me, meeting me, even in the quietness. How about you? Where does the Lord need to meet you? In the quiet space, in a loud space, whatever it may be. Ask him, seek him, and you'll find him. God will be in that space with you as well. Invite him in and open your eyes to how the Spirit is leading you. Because the Spirit of God is at work. The Spirit is leading each and every one of us in a direction, a direction toward him. So my prayer is that each one of us would ask ourselves that, and we're going to focus more on that in the month of February, how to follow the, the, the leading of the Spirit. But ask the Lord, Lord, would you lead me? Would you guide me by your Holy Spirit? Lord, would you help me understand by the power of your Holy Spirit? Lord, would you give me that divine appointment with you by the power of the Holy Spirit? We can experience these moments with God, these precious eternal moments with God, whether we go across the ocean or even just across the street. We can experience God doing something new even in our relationships, even with our neighbors. There's so much power in invitation All of us are actually here connected with God, connected to this community because someone invited us. Please never underestimate the power of invitation. And throughout this year, we want to be inviting others into what God is doing, that they would draw near to him and draw near to community as well. Together, as God's people, we witness to who God is with all of who we are, with our lives, with our words, with our actions, by being present with God and with one another. And being present, that's something very countercultural to the context and the society that we live in. Ser presente es contra la cultura. Es algo, es algo nuevo. Being present, again, is countercultural in a culture where we're constantly being distracted, where we're constantly being blasted with information that'll take us down this rabbit hole or that one or um, somewhere that's not going to lead to any kind of edification in our lives. But what God calls us to do, and in this new year, in 2023, is to go against the grain, to go against the noise, and instead, to learn to be divinely present. Vamos a aprender a ser presentes en una manera divina. Being divinely present, just like the Apostle Philip was for the Ethiopian man. Imagine if he was just distracted with something else, he would have lost out on all that God was doing in that incredible moment. Sometimes the biggest obstacle to faith, to miracles, to God doing new things in our lives, sometimes the biggest obstacle to those things are not challenges, and it's actually not doubts. Sometimes the biggest obstacle to faith and God doing something new in our lives is distraction. 
being so distracted in all these other things that will come and go. But God calls us to show up, to keep the main thing, the main thing. And really, we see this in that moment with Philip and the Ethiopian man. The call from the apostle Philip for us today is a call to live divinely present. What does that mean for you? What does it mean to show up, to be in this space with God and with others where God calls you? Maybe it means paying attention to hellos and goodbyes. Maybe it means just, um, I know the, at the end of the day, like me, you're very tired, but just showing up with your family, with your children, with your spouse, or you know, uh, showing up in time with the Lord in the morning and in the evening. It doesn't have to be long, but just a few minutes, intentional minutes, rather than letting distraction guide the entire day. Maybe being divinely present means putting the phone down occasionally. Maybe putting it on silence. I know you're really important. The world needs you. But a couple of minutes on silence and on, on, on just being present with the Lord, that could make the difference for the entire day. Maybe it means being divinely present, just simply, again, trusting all things into God's hands, putting the phone down occasionally, putting it on silent occasionally. And this is not all legalistic. This needs to be as the Spirit leads you. What is it for you that you need to be able to let go of in order for God to do something new, to maybe slow down in, in order for God to take you to another level? You know, for some of us, it may mean a little cleanse or pause from social media, right? from um, just compulsively checking email or Facebook or Instagram for the latest like or endless news feed. I once saw an interview with the guy who actually invented the endless, endless feed uh, feature on social media, and he says that's the biggest regret of his entire life. <laughs> he wishes he never did it. He doesn't even use social media anymore, but he did it you know, knowing that it's going to be something that's going to uh, hook us there. But what is it for you? What do you need to be able to just give to God in order for you to be divinely present? Present to what God is up to in your life right now. Because friends, brothers, sisters, God is up to something. He's up to something with you. He's up to something with us, with me, with our communities, with our families. Will we show up to what God is doing? Will we show up to what God is up to in and through you and those around you to live in freedom for us to be who we were created to be, a call to be who we were created to be, not just freedom from but freedom for, as we often say here at Imago. Freedom for life with God, freedom for life with others, the call to be who we were created to be. La libertad de vivir la vida que Dios nos, nos, uh, nos formó para ser o para tener. God guides us into that next level. Freedom from in order to experience freedom for. Freedom from self-destruction in order to gain freedom for flourishing. Freedom from foolishness in order to experience freedom for wisdom. Freedom from anger and resentment in order to experience freedom for mercy and forgiveness. 
freedom from stinginess in order to experience freedom for generosity. Freedom from superficiality in order to experience freedom for love and real connection. Freedom from distraction in order to experience freedom for divine appointments. God here and now. The Lord frees us from all of these things and he invites us into freedom by passing on and sharing what God has done for us and how God can do the same for others. That's what the Apostle Philip did in this passage in Acts. He just shared what God had done for him and he passed it on to someone else and that was part of his legacy. We know for a fact that the Ethiopian man, he passed it on to nations, to many others, thousands, millions came to the Lord because of that divine appointment. How about for you? Where is God waiting for you? How can God do this new thing in and through you? Right now, in 2023, God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to show up to your divine appointment. So friends, brothers, sisters, may we show up as the Spirit leads. May we show up and see God show off. May we show up and see God reveal new things to us, new miracles, new signs, new wonders, new realities. May we see God surprise us in radical new ways, surprise us in such ways that if he even told us about it today, we wouldn't believe him. Because what God is up to is beyond what we could think of or even imagine. And that's always going to be a movement of the spirit, by the way. We can't manipulate, we can't control the leading of the spirit. We can just follow the leading of the spirit. And part of following the leading of the Spirit is being open to being surprised by the Spirit. Being surprised in a unique and wonderful way in which only God can bring all things together. So that's my prayer. That this year, we show up and we see God do something new. Where's God calling you to show up? To your divine appointment. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you and we pray that you would meet us in this place, God. This is holy ground here right now. This moment in your presence. And God, I just pray that we would just be open to your leading Maybe for some of us in 2022 and in, 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 in whatever season we found ourselves in, instead of being led by your spirit, we've wanted to lead ourselves and it's not working. Señor, perdónanos cuando en vez de seguir a tu espíritu, Señor, queremos guiar nuestras propias vidas. And Lord God, we just ask your forgiveness and we thank you that you're a good and generous and merciful Father. That you just receive us with arms open wide. 
you run toward us, Lord. Lord God, you're calling us to go to another level with you. You're calling us, Lord, to be able to trust and entrust all things into your hands. So, Lord, we pray that we would be able to show up to what it is that you're doing in and through our lives this year. Lord, you're waiting for us. Give us the courage, the faith, and the boldness to be there, Lord God, as you do that new thing in and through us. Lord God, may we be able to testify just like Jacob. Surely the Lord was in this place and I didn't even know it. You are here, Lord Jesus. You are here, Holy Spirit. You are in the doubt. You're in the messiness. You're in the questions. You're in the asking. You're in the process, Lord. We trust you, God. We know that you're doing something new. Give us wisdom, give us humility, give us faith to trust in you and not in ourselves. In the beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Church family, if we can go ahead and stand as we go ahead and conclude service here with this last song. I just want to share something really quickly. As pastor was giving this sermon, a divine appointment. What is asked of me? What I wrote down is basically what pastor was saying, be present and pray. And there's our, there are questions that I wrote to myself that pastor also said is, where is God show, asking you to show up? Where is God waiting for me? And to me, that, that just nudged at my heart. Where is God waiting for me? Where is God waiting for you?